0: Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Once Broken Podcast. I'm Bianca Mattison Amos. Today's episode is part two of last week's episode, 10 Things My 20s Taught Me. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you might want to go back and check it out. Today, I will be sharing the final five most critical life lessons from my 20s, the lessons I believe were instrumental in me now being able to thrive, Live joyfully, purposefully, and fruitfully in my 30s. So let's get into the lessons. Lesson number six from my 20s I have the power over my mind. So, ever since I was a child, I was a chronic overthinker. Like, from the point that I was able to understand my own thoughts, I overthought. (laughs) So, as a child, I would overthink about things like, uh, when, when my new classmates like me and I would dwell on the reasons why they wouldn't or shouldn't or why they don't like me. And I spent so much time in my own head that it prevented me from like doing things that I really wanted to do like joining clubs in school. Like I wanted to do so many things and I was just so scared all the time of what people thought about me and I would replay these thoughts in my mind so much that I just altogether just didn't really do anything much. It also like kept me from even having friends because my chronic overthinking caused me, to, caused me to ostracize myself from others. So as an adult, overthinking sounded like, am I making the right decision? I thought about everything that could go wrong about everything and it constantly stressed me out and gave me a lot of anxiety about life like i would think about every possible bad scenario that could come out of a decision i was about to make and more times than not i still ended up making the wrong decision because i was so scared of making the wrong decision and when bad things did happen i would relive those bad moments or that or those bad decisions Over and over and over again for a very long time and this really crippled me uh, from being able to make future decisions like I was always unsure of everything. I also spent a lot of time thinking about things that people said or did or tr- or I tried to find meaning behind these things. So someone would make a statement and maybe they didn't even mean anything by it. And I would think about it so long and so hard when it could have been just easier to just ask them what they meant or if that was directed towards me. And I was in a constant state of worry. So I worried about things that had happened in the past. I worried about the present. I worried about the future. And I just worried about things that I had no control over. And this really caused me a lot of unnecessary stress. Somewhere in my late 20s, I started to get more in tune with my thoughts. I had a very terrible experience uh, when I was around 27. I won't go into that experience um, now. But I, what I will say is that it was so bad that I kept on reliving the situation every day for about a year. So I would be on the train and I would be thinking about it from I go onto the train until like forty five minutes later when I get to my destination without even realizing how much time I was spending thinking about this thing. And I just constantly like thought about everything I could have said or done in that situation and I was also like harboring a lot of unforgiveness towards someone uh, because of this situation and it just wasn't good for me at all and then one day I actually realized how long I had been reliving this same situation over and over again it was almost a year and I was still reliving it as if it had happened yesterday And I was like, no, I cannot stay in this state. This is not healthy. This is not good for me. And I promised myself that I wouldn't waste any more time thinking about this situation, thinking about what happened, thinking about how I responded, thinking about how the other person responded. And and I promised myself that every time I caught myself thinking about the situation, I would redirect my thoughts. And that is exactly what I did. And within a week, I realized that I was no longer thinking about this. And I realized that, okay, I have some power here. And so I started applying this to other things in my life, such as negative thoughts. Like as soon as they came in, I just expelled them. I started applying this to thoughts of comparison. As soon as I found myself comparing myself to other people, I just expelled those thoughts. And it became easier and easier to control my mind. And I really feel like having learned to control my thoughts is one of the big reasons that I'm able to be joyful and productive and happy in my 30s. Like I'm no longer spending time dwelling on things that I can't control or thinking about things that coulda, woulda, should have happened. I'm more focused on living in the present And focusing on the things that are in my control and keeping my mind positive and keeping my outlook positive. And that has really made a difference for me in my 30s. Lesson number seven is it is not my job to fix other people's problems. So I've always had what I would call chronic hero syndrome. So once I cared about someone and they had a problem, like I felt like I had to find some way to help them. I had to rescue them. I had to fix their problem. And I would often do this to my own detriment. Many times it was financial. I would put myself into debt trying to help other people who had a situation that I thought was worse than mine. Or... I would leave things that I had to do unfinished so that I could help someone to do something that I, that they had to do. And it, over time, became a destructive habit. Like, it's okay to help people. Of course, we're not living in a vacuum. Life isn't always about us and it definitely shouldn't, shouldn't only be about us. But I think it becomes a problem when people are so used to you fixing their problems that they don't even try to employ their own problem solving skills. So they always feel that they should just call you because you always have the answers. And I believe that when you allow people to become dependent on you in that way, then it can easily lead to burnout. And that is exactly what happened with me. I was doing so much to help other people and not thinking about my own self and my own life and my own future that it led to burnout and stress and financial issues. And what I found is that when I was in my problems, when I needed help, then I rarely had anyone to help me. Now, as I got older, I realized that there's nothing wrong with saying no. It's not a bad word. If you are not in a position to help someone, it's okay to say that. If you think people would be better off if they attempted to tackle a certain task or issue themselves, then tell them that. I think that it's important to allow people to be in the driver's seats of their own lives while we cheer them on from the passenger seat. And we get involved only if absolutely necessary. Now, what I realized is that because I was giving people so much attention, because I was paying their problems so much attention, when they, when I had my own problems and there was no one there, then I felt like, wait, what the heck? Like, these people don't care about me. When the truth is that they were looking out for their best interest. They were looking to have their problem solved. No one ever asked me to... Take a loan to help them out. I offered. No one ever asked me to go above and beyond. I offered. And the thing is that just as they were focused on their own problems, I should have been focused on mine. I should have been focused on making sure that things were good with me before I was lending a helping hand. And that is what I have been doing in my 30s. And It has made me so much more of a cheerful giver because I'm not giving out of nothing. I'm giving out of abundance. Me allowing myself to focus on me And my own problems and to be honest with people when I wasn't in a position to help allowed me to be able to take care of myself, to take care of my own physical and mental and even my own financial well-being. And that is what has allowed me to be able to give to others more cheerfully, to be able to be there for others uh, when they're having their problems, problems that they they need a helping hand with because of the fact that I allowed myself to take care of my problems and my needs first. Lesson number eight is that not everyone has a permanent place in my life. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but not everyone who is a part of your present has a place in your future. As I as I grew and I changed in my twenties, some friends didn't fit well with the woman I was becoming. Some people got so accustomed to the old me that they didn't care too much for the new me. Some people just weren't good for either the old me or the new me. And I had to learn how to be okay with letting these people go. I had to become okay with breaking up with friends and with growing apart from others if I was going to become the best version of myself. What I found is that some people were so accustomed to the old me that they just weren't comfortable with the new me. Or they felt like it was a put on or that it was a show or that I wanted too much out of life or that I was trying too hard. When the truth is that, when the truth is that I was just not happy with the old me and I wanted to become a better version of myself. What I do believe, though, is that everyone who has been a part of my life taught me something and was meant to be there but only for the season that they were there. As I transitioned into my thirties, I realized that it was very important to create a circle, which only included friends who add value to my life, friends whose visions align with mine and friends from whom I can learn. Lesson number nine is, my life is a reflection of my choices. If you want a better life, you gotta make better choices in every area of your life, period. In my 20s, like many others, I made some terrible choices. Some of those choices had permanent consequences. And as I approached my mid-20s and I went through a very low period, I realized that the only way towards a better life was to make better choices. It was really as simple as that. I learned that my act first, deal with the consequences later way of life just was not a, a good way of life. Like I had to learn how to sit down and carefully weigh my options and as I shared before like one of those things that really made a difference in my life is learning how to trust my gut because a lot of times it was actually making a decision against my gut instinct that ended up turning out really badly for me I also had this habit of making decisions that were only in the best interests of the other people involved, which is not a good way to make decisions. Like I felt like it was wrong or it was selfish to put myself first. And so I put myself last in a lot of my decision making and I suffered greatly for it. My life became better when I learned that it was okay to put myself first and to make decisions that are in my best Interest. So, my first thought when I make decisions these days is how does this help me to become the woman that I want to be? And my next thought is how does this help others? Lesson number 10 is I cannot lose God's love. This one was a big one for me. I spent most of my early 20s and most of my childhood believing that I had disappointed God every time I made a bad decision. And this led to low self-worth and this led to me just constantly criticizing myself and constantly feeling bad and feeling ashamed whenever I made a bad decision. I was also in fear of God for many, many years. Like the God I grew up hearing about was the God that chastises you when you make a bad decision or the God that will throw you in hell when you do something wrong. And as I became an adult, I still had remnants of that fear inside me and it wasn't a good fear. When I took the time to get to know God for myself, so outside of what I learned in church and outside of what and outside of what people told me when I was a child, I learned about God on my own. I went through kind of a period where I put down all religion. I put down every belief. I put down every thought that I ever had as it relates to church and as it relates to God And I started to get to know God from the beginning. I started to rediscover how God is through my own worship and my own prayer life and my own Bible reading. And I realized that a lot of what I believed or a lot of who I believed that God was, that's not who God is to me. And through study and prayer and meditation, I developed my own relationship with God. And I came to know his unchanging love on a much deeper level. And this unchanging love freed me to be human and to make mistakes without feeling that, without feeling like, oh, I'm going to go to hell for it. Uh, It also taught me that God's love is greater than any mistake I could ever make. And it couldn't be lost. And That is one thing that I talk about a lot with people that I come in contact with that no matter what you've done or no matter how bad you think you are or whatever you think about the, the decisions that you've made, God loves you and God loves all of us. And I mean, of course, I'm sure there are people who are listening to this episode who may not believe in God. And the truth is that I don't want to challenge others on their beliefs. Like I have to wholeheartedly speak about God because I believe that he is the one who created me. I believe that my life is deeply intertwined in God and in my belief in a higher power. A bonus lesson I'd like to leave you all with today is that we must extend grace to ourselves. We are all living this life for the first time and we're going to mess up sometimes. I used to beat myself up a lot about things that I did in the past or where I was wrong or mistakes that I made or things that I said. And I used to find it hard to forgive myself whenever I made mistakes because I always felt I should have known better. And as I transitioned into my 30s, I realized that I didn't do that so much anymore because I've come to realize that life is filled with lessons and the beauty of life is in the journey, which includes the bumps in the road. Sometimes we think that the bumps in the road are distractions or deterrence or that they're hindrances in our lives. But sometimes the bumps in the road are are really what helps us to become the people who we need to be. They really help us to create the kind of futures that we want for ourselves and for our children. And once I realized that, that the bumps in the road are really just like lessons. They're really just things that I need to learn that are going to make me better. Then it became easier to extend grace to myself whenever I did mess up. Whenever I do make a mistake these days, which we all make mistakes, again I say we're all living this life for the first time, I don't dwell on my mistakes. I acknowledge them, I learn the lesson, and I move on. Dwelling on the past won't change a thing, and we don't need to carry the shame of our mistakes. We just need to move on and to learn the lesson and to do better. So that's all I have for y'all today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I really love just reflecting on these lessons that I've learned because it's really just, it makes me proud of myself today for how far I've come for what I've learned, for me being able to put these things into practice and for me to be able to create the life that I want to live. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Once Broken Podcast. Until next time, stay real.